Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. of musicals taught me everything I know the musical about the musical no, the podcast <laughs> what are we doing here Zane uh, a podcast eventually we'll do a musical of a the podcast oh my goodness yeah we're singing today's episode we're singing the Weren't whole episode <laughs> no, it's that's Allah, why I said it it's a la 24 hour musical but because oh it's goodness. a podcast it's 24 minute musical uh, you should have gotten your sheet music in an email oh my, my heart is racing yeah. it's racing guys we're lying to you because we can. You can't see our faces. We're just doing a normal podcast episode oh, today. I, I prepared music. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> next one, next I put it one. Away. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you haven't already guessed it, it's me, KB. And at the table is Zancy Weber. And our regular occurring guests who I love having in the studio. Oh, Patrick. And Jess K. Ryan. Guys, welcome back. It's been a little while. It has been a little while. It's been a little while. I don't yeah. know how I feel about it. What has I, kept you Oh, I feel for good so about long? it. Why don't you? Is it? You don't feel no, good about this? You're not sure? About, did we yeah, do I haven't something? been on this podcast in so long. It's been we months. had a lot of people asking for guess what's this year. We did, so. which was awesome. Okay, but so it wasn't I, something we did. It's just that actually well, it is. We didn't schedule. <laughs> and I think we booked this one in a long time. Yeah, ago. yes. This on, was this was booked in December last year because you two were fighting about who would get to right. come and guest for this musical. Well, we're I passionate mean, people. I won't stand a usurper. I won't. No, and, and by all means... Even if it's me. Now we Especially get two Especially if it's you. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we are talking about Matilda the Musical today. It's a good one. I love it. You guys obviously love it because you were fighting over it. Zane also enjoys it, I'm sure. Yes. yes. I, I really like this musical. This is a great musical. And since uh, Patrick and Jess have been on this show like a hundred million times... And hosted. And yeah. hosted while I, don't think I was hosted. away. You have hosted. You we, have. You, when did I host? You, me and Zane with Tristan when we did uh, Young Frankenstein. Oh, yes. Great episode, everyone. Listen to that. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah, no, great episode. It was it, so it. good. That Patrick remembers it so well. It was, was that the episode? A while ago now. Was that the episode that I came to do thinking I was doing Little Shop? No. That was another episode because you've been on so many. Look, I have a very busy and exciting social life. I believe that was something rotten. Oh, yeah. There was something rotten. <laughs> in that one. Well,. We don't need to get to know you again because we already know you. It's been a while. How I've changed. Dare no, you? We well, move have on. you changed your answers to the question? <laughs> yes, the actually. You have? Okay. Well, no, nah, that's all right. We... <laughs> no. Oh, I don't think oh, I have. Look. Hold on. I don't sing in the shower anymore. Can I ask? Oh, no, that makes me so sad. Patrick Aitken, can yeah. I ask you a question? You may. Um, which musical character would you compare me to? 
No, okay. It's not. A, it is a musical. It's and we've done this. I think I've told you this before. It's a film musical, and it's the little white cat out of the Aristocats. Marie, oh. Marie, a hundred percent. You're Marie. That's who you are. Yeah, um, yeah. So but it's not a stage musical. But I, I it will there's be. no more correct answer. Ladies, no. do not that's start fights. That fight. should be finish, the then. Cats musical yes. movie that we get instead uh, that, of Cats. It's the coming movie. to Disney Plus, and I'm sure we will have either a horrific or very inventive way around the um, Siamese cat portrayal in the middle of Everybody Wants to oh, Be a Cat. They'll cut that oh. scene before it gets to Disney Plus. <laughs> anyway, what we're gonna do is we are gonna cast each other in Matilda the musical because oh. that's the show that because we're because that's about. the show we're talking about. And we, we know you guys. And you've already deleted a musical, so we can't have you delete another well, one. See, That's there's an answer I want, but then there's the answer that I know is correct. So it'll be so interesting to see. For who should, I, should, I would be cast. <laughs> there's I, one correct answer for you, Patrick. Yeah. I personally would cast you as Trunchbull. 100%. Out of this table? Yeah. I would cast Zane as Trunchbull, and I would cast myself as Mr. Wormwood. Nah. You're Trunchbull. Because I think Zane has Poor. the range Poor. for Trunchbull. Yeah, but I want to see... Zane Zane's a funny telly. fat guy, so I've got to I've got to play uh, Wormwood. No, I but just... Wormwood's a weird, lanky, skeezy dude. No, not but... when I play him. Not no, when Danny DeVito played him. No, fair enough. <laughs> that image of Trunchbull standing on the desk with um, Matilda, and I, that's what I like. When you give me your profile, sometimes mm-hmm. that is what I picture in my head. Zane, yes, <laughs> I have a proposal. Okay, Allah. The Benedict Cumberbatch. Johnny Ringo, yes. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yes, we, we, we swap the roles each night because yes. I'm going to need vocal 100%. rest if I'm doing Trunchbull. That's you true. won't because you're a pro, but I will because I'm not. So I think maybe that's I'll, what we end I'm up doing. I'm for it. Okay. I am 100% here so for that. So there's two castings down. Um, okay, Jess Kate Ryan. I've heard you sing. Uh, I'm having a blank on the song and it's one of my favourite songs. My House. My, my House. Yeah. But I want to see you do Mrs. Wormwood because yeah. I think you would be so funny. Is that because when you walked in the building, you could hear my voice <laughs> from downstairs? No, but it adds evidence to my argument. Loud, loud, I think you'd be loud, hilarious. Loud. I think you've got the comedy timing, and I think you've got the range because it's a huge scene. It's a huge scene. So I. That's but I also would like to see you as Honey. So I feel like maybe we do mm. the same thing, and you can play any role you like any night of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just bounce around. I really, really, really fancy playing Matilda tonight. Um, Just kicking that poor girl off. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Presh. Get out. Get out of here. Putting your cigarette out yeah. on her arm. <laughs> There's four of them that should be yeah. kicking it out. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, you only have to kick well, one no, out. Well, no, we'll only kick three <laughs> out because See, you I are think... our Matilda. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> I'm being pushed out because yeah. I'm a child. In the great tradition of casting KB's <gasps> children. Yeah, 100% Gretel. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like every... Musical now that has children in it should be cast with adults. Now that we've done, now that we did that, Matilda would be hilarious. To be honest, the reaction from it would be quite weird and dark in a fun way, but a weird way. (laughs) I mean, there are adults in the children's ensemble when it's on stage. The attack on Trunchbull would look quite weird because (laughs) they'd be all similar height. So it would suddenly Uh, be you'd probably get a bit more empathy for her in the end. I love that you think that you. And Zane and I are the same height. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? I'm, I auditioned for that Snow White pantomime that happened a few years ago, Bonnie oh. Lithgow's one. And they said and you they were said too short They for would Snow be like, White? oh, the dwarves would be taller than you. <laughs> That's wow. amazing. So. That's harsh. Um, they, uh, it's a, look. 
I've walked into many an audition room mm. to the just people looking at my sheet, looking at me and going, oh, wow, you really are 6'4", aren't you? <laughs> and they don't look happy I about think it. that's delicious. It's not good for screen because then they, it's, it's, not good it's for, for, screen. A, for a screen test. They lead in your leading lady who yeah. you're acting opposite and they can't fit you in the same no, frame. there's definitely been screen tests I've had to have the male reader sitting down for. Oh, wow. <laughs> we can't get it. Well, anything. I don't get screen tests anymore, so you're doing better than me. <laughs> anyway, Matilda the Musical, anyway. we're big fans. <laughs> we are. Let's so we have our you. Matilda, we have our... our, our no, Wormwood but see, Honey. the thing is, I, I feel like Wormwood would be too easy for me. Honey's got the depth. I, I think then you could go be for fine Honey. Have the choreography and loud? Oh, yeah. Pushing Mate, it to the limit. That's also, like, I'm not a dancer. Well, you a just dancer. said you wanted a challenge because it was too easy. Yeah, There's the challenge. You, you know what, though? I don't think Mrs. Wormwood's a dancer. <laughs> but I'm so no, sorry. My performance of my house is a stunning. No, I'm joking. But no, I, would, I would push you as Miss Honey. Well, but I still agree to disagree. That's okay. Though I would why love the camp outfit I, and the wig. Great. I do think when it comes down to it, the performer gets to choose whether they accept <laughs> the role. So. Oh, look, right, what if okay. I calf half? Yeah. Like look, to be honest, I, I, cons- <laughs> I, I would con- no, I wouldn't consider. I would do it. I would do one would, but okay, I, I so love Honey. What we're pitching is a four-person production of Matilda. <laughs> where Honey and Wormwood are played by the same person. Yeah. I think Which works shows- really well in that scene where they interact directly. <laughs> yeah. A la Toxic Avenger. Ah, it's going to be so good. Vocally difficult, Jess, but you can do it. I am ready for the challenge. All right, well, let's take a break. Let's take a break. I'm exhausted. Matilda the musical, what have we got, guys? If we had to give like a two-minute elevator pitch of the plot of this musical, somebody... Patrick, I'm going to say you. You're the best with the words. So you have two minutes to explain yeah, what the plot is. Ready, steady, go. Well, I mean, what if it was a pitch, you'd just say, so it's Matilda the book, but we've added you're some songs. You're the worst, Jess. Um, no, but, um, I <laughs> have you seen Carrie? Let's make it a bit more oh, camp and a bit less blood, and yeah. there you go. That's actually a good one. Yeah, Carrie for kids. Carrie um, for kids. Uh, Matilda is an extremely intelligent young girl who lives with her two uncaring parents who mm. has turned to the world of books to stimulate herself and to remove her from um, that sort of vicious life. And yeah. she's daydreaming and having ideas about these other lives that she could have had and it turns out that and as she starts to attend this new school that her intelligence is recognized by a one court teacher and she starts to discover things about herself that maybe are a little bit beyond the Ooh. natural super she's got a couple of powers she's got a couple of powers she's got a couple of powers just one right just it's just telekinesis well right? that, that, we just te- that we know that we know um she, well she's got the power of love um, she's <laughs> absolutely really cute as well. Cute. Uh, she's naughty as. Um, and the I music- can't believe you'd called a child you one cute. More she's very cute. And she, this um, this adaptation follows more the book than mm-hmm. the movie. A lot of people love the movie and watch the movie. Matilda kind of becomes like Magneto yes, in the movie. Um, it's very like Professor X. She's like zooming a lot of stuff around. Whereas it, in the book and in the musical, it's more she's able to achieve some very core things that are very impressive, but it's not so much um, everyone's favourite actress, uh, Mara Wilson, who is brilliant and we love her and she's now a writer yeah. and an essayist and really funny on Twitter, um, dancing around a room to uh, Semi on the Way playing do, 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 while, you know, do, do, do. ribbons fly around. Yeah. Great scene 
but it doesn't go quite there with the musical. I mean, it is the origin story of Magneto. Yeah, so. it is. Um, it more focuses on <laughs> the power of... music. But yeah. Music. Less Nazis. And it, it kind of balances out the idea that, yes, she has magical powers, but her other power is that the fact she's brave. Yes. And she's willing to challenge what seems like unbearably overwhelming authority. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really well exciting. Done. And, and of course, the minutes. overwhelming authority is Trunchbull, who runs the school that she gets enrolled into. Yes, yes. and just parents overall. Yeah. Because um, the one adult and parent who isn't like that has also been damaged by adults and parents. So, so it's somewhat damage. of a foil. So, yeah, it, it's fantastic. Roald Dahl, look, everyone likes to, you know, there's criticisms of everyone nowadays, but mm. the book is good. The book is good. And the musical it's good. Yes, it is good. Well, so Roald Dahl wrote a lot of children's books. A couple, yeah. Matilda, in, in 2002, there was top 100 children's novels of all time. It was the number one. Matilda was number 30. That seems wrong. Well, it what could did they be put wrong. above it? I don't have 29 that 29 other books, Patrick. Um, <laughs> no, I'm br- okay, you guys I didn't realise there I'm was bring- 29 Harry Potter novels. I'm, br- <laughs> I'm bringing up the list. Okay, well, you bring, bring up the list. What year was this? I just want to say 2012. Uh, but Roald Dahl had four books that were in top 100 more than ah, anyone else. Which is fantastic. He's written some fantastic things. The Twits, oh, what a classic. Uh, the Witches. No, Remember let's that? not talk about The Witches. The 90s movie oh, with Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston. Houston. Oh, it's so sad yes. when they pull up Bloody their faces. iconic oh, and I'm here for it. No, I hate it so much. I believe that's also getting turned into a It is, film. yeah. It is. Because we don't have new ideas anymore. Also, but, James and the Giant Peach... Totally rocks. Yeah. It does. It the rocks oh. on. And that's a great musical, the um the movie musical by Henry Selick. Yeah. So Can we do an episode about that? Sure. Does it count? Do you <laughs> do movie only musicals we can. now? You'll be featured in the twenty twenty one season because I want taught me everything. Because I, I want to play both the grasshopper and the centipede. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Great. I want to play I both play the, the Cheshire peach? cat and the and the cat. cat oh, you'd be Mrs. Ladybug. Hundred percent. Yeah, all right. I'll take it. <laughs> okay, but so back to Matilda. Back to Matilda. Um, Matilda at four foot four inches tall is the smallest leading lady in West End. Just so you know, I have some fun facts. As per usual, <laughs> I love fun facts. That is a fun fact. Um, in the London production over the last few years, they ha- use 8,320 balloons a year. Wow. And 105 metres of balloon elastic. The blackboard moves 15.5 miles over a year at a top speed of 1.5 miles per hour. Okay. I love that they've measured that. Well, that's not too bad. That's no, not that's not dangerously slow. fast. It's very slow. Um, it would. They use 3,780 paper airplanes um, that are flown into the auditorium. Who folds them? Who folds? The probably slaves. the stage manager. <laughs> yeah, slaves. Uh, All the kids. Yeah. Just get the kids to do it. I doubt the kids do it. They have enough to think about. Matilda's on stage the whole time. <laughs> She's got so they have much. all those days at school that they can just fold paper uh, in. kids learn at school what? anyway. They, this is my favourite fun fact, guys. Yeah. Okay. A hundred tubs of chocolate spread each year <laughs> used. Each year. What size tubs are they? Wait, though? what do they use? Cho- they oh, to cover the, the, the cake. To cover the cake. To cover Bruce. God, um, it's covered in chocolate. The dirty bird. 28,000 pieces of confetti per performance. Which is twelve million pieces of confetti. You're making a year. it sound like an environmental disaster. It I is. These facts like, sound very fun. Is. I feel like is this Matilda, all recyclable? I feel it's like true. Matilda has a lot to say for it climate does. change. Mm. It's Matilda's fault. <laughs> Maybe we'll um, put these powers in a better direction, Matilda. Quentin Blake, who uh, illustrated 
Roldar's books also designed the Cruncham Hall school badge that is on all the blazers in the musical, which I like that kind of crossover to the original. Um, Oh, I have a fun fact. You have a fun fact? Um, You might be getting to it. Tim Minchin almost wrote this musical before. Yeah. Um, he was hired to uh, develop Matilda the Musical in a Perth production in, I think, the early 2000s, yeah, is it? Yeah, way before. Yeah, and it, I don't think that production ever took off, but then he was invited to do it again um, by the Royal Shakespeare Company, and he was like, oh. And apparently it was a really difficult process when he was first asked to do it in Perth, and then the development of this musical, again, was very tricky. Like, it took well, a lot of Well, they didn't originally want him. Oh, who did they want? There well, else. there was a lot of there was a lot of people that were up for writing Matilda with the RSC. Yeah, and uh, the only one of the main reasons that Tim Minchin was actually picked to write Matilda was uh, White Wine in the Sun. Great, because he song. does that. He does it quite like. It's like an 11 o'clock number during mm. his uh, massive like arena tours and stuff like that. And the RSC were really unconvinced, and then they heard that song, and they were like, "Yep." That's the feeling we want for Matilda. Well, and like to be fair, when I first saw Tim Minchin perform, and I think I was like thirteen. Yeah, um, I was, I think I was in while. eighth grade. Um, for Americans, I don't know what that translates to for you, um, but I know that junior is not your youngest form, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but he, the, tour was called, the tour no, was called ang- the tour was called Angry Feet, and like one of the gags in that is that like he wants to chop his psychiatrist's feet off, and it's <laughs> and so like yeah, you can understand why if you just had a very cursory yeah. image of what Tim Minchin and was also as a the, stadium comedian, even yeah. if you just like imagine like the RSC being like, okay, here we have the people that are going to be put forward for Matilda, and then they see a photo of Tim Minchin, they're like, huh? Mm. He what? does look like a bat out of hell. Right? Um, but he's a really lovely guy. He's a really lovely He's very funny. He's, he's very clever. He's a very sweet boy. And very, very, very sensitive. Yes. Yeah. And very, he's doing very a really sensitive. good job. And I know that he was originally from the UK, but he grew up in Australia, so we're going to claim him yeah, as much as possible. Um, I also like that Miss Honey and Matilda share an actual real hot cup of tea and a biscuit on stage during my house. Yeah, totally I think that's such a cute <laughs> little thing where they just sit down also and they dangerous. have a moment. Like, it is dangerous. You shouldn't have hot water. Oh, come really on. The PC Brigade, <laughs> your bloody lefty snowflakes, can't have a cup of tea <laughs> and a bicky. They should have tea and cigarettes and <laughs> open flame. Oh, opium. Brazil. <laughs> I want to see it in. I want to see Matilda injected with God, heaven, heavens knows what. What is going on tonight? So, am I uh, having a full-on hallucination of what's going on right now? Tea is a bit dangerous. Um, <laughs> anyway, continue it's with your fun hot facts. Water on it's, stage. it's not boiling hot. It's tea. It's hot water. What and do you make a it, tea out of? I'm sorry. They put kids and throw them around through the air and swings. One this girl is, is thrown by her pigtails. Is she though, Patrick? It might be the magic of theatre, but it was very <laughs> convincing. <laughs> Um, there's just uh, two more fun facts from me and then we'll get into like awards and whatnot. Um, Matilda's last name is Wormwood, as we know, which is also the name of a poisonous plant that can cause kidney failure. Did we know that? I didn't. Mm. I learned Mm -hmm. that. Jesus Christ, KB. What the I know. (laughs) It's also the longest running show to ever play at the Cambridge Theatre and has made the list of uh, the top 20 longest running musicals in West End history. Yeah. Which is a pretty big feat. Well, when it came out, it, it won. It's it swept the Olivier Awards. Deservedly so. Uh, it won. It won seven, and so it was tied for the most with Curious Incident of Dog in the Nighttime mm-hmm. until Harry Potter and the Cursed Child came along and won nine. Yeah, well, oh, it those is pure bloody magic Potter people. <laughs> yep. Nerds. Uh, <laughs> Nerds. But it still Nerds. has a. Uh, 
it you still has the most country. Olivier Awards won by a musical, <laughs> which and good, that is good, tied yes. with uh, Hamilton. Ugh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I mean, have if you I done had a Hamilton pick, episode? Yes, yes we, we have. have. Has it been deleted from the RSS feed yet? <laughs> it has not. No. Oh. <laughs> it's um, but like that's, it's Matilda is tied with Hamilton in the UK. Like Hamilton well, didn't. And Kinky Boots beat out. Um, I don't want to talk beat about out it. Matilda for like everything at the Tony Awards. In the greatest robbery of all time, it I was will a say, heist though, shown before say, the nation. I know, but. Yeah. <laughs> they they invented or they they gave Tony honors for excellence in theater to the four the Matildas. four girls yeah. Um, yeah so while they they didn't win best musical they won the well, Billy won, Kids yeah. won best actor when Billy Elliot yes. opened yes. on yeah, yeah thought so yeah look uh, 2013 Tony's ladies and gentlemen it was a dark year <laughs> we had you know best play Vanya and Sonia and Masha and Spike of course by. Christopher Durang, everyone's favourite. Um, best the musical, the, the Field, was A Christmas Story, the musical. Mm. Play it every night. Yeah, Bring it on, the musical. I think people, that's got a little bit Bring of a cult following. That is a bop, so and I will fun. not hear otherwise. <laughs> oh, well, that's Patrick, you have been shouted yeah. um, Matilda, the musical, and Kinky Boots. And having seen both of those shows, there's a clear winner, and someone got paid. Um, best revival of a play, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Always going to win. Uh, that's a stunning show. If you ever do plays, you need to get Kel Anderson on to talk about We've Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. We've already had Kel Anderson on to talk about Hairspray. We're not doing plays. This is okay, musicals. Okay. He does plays on his podcast. Best revival. And this is an interesting year for revivals. We had Cinderella, Mystery of Edwin Drood, Annie and Pippin. Which one won? Pippin. All of them are the worst. So. I like Edwin Drood. It's bizarre. Edwin Drood is great, but Pippin won. Yeah, I know. And but, rightfully so. It was a fantastic that show. That was a great reimagining of that. Yeah. And now everybody's doing Carnival Pippin. Now, mm-hmm. the thing that upsets me Uh-oh. very much, best performance by a leading actor. Now, the actor who won is a seminal. Billy actor. Porter. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant stuff. But it should have been Bertie Carvel. Uh, it should have been Bertie Carvel for the the musical. Best actor, best performance a, by a leading actor in a musical. That was oh, Billy right. Porter. Billy Porter won for Kinky Boots as Lola. I'm gonna fight you on that. It, you Bro- can lose it, any day. I will say on, on the <laughs> on the Wikipedia page for Matilda the yeah. musical, it says the Tony Award for best actor in the musical went to Bertie Carvel. Well, it doesn't say that. No, because Billy Porter definitely won the Tony for Kinky Boots. Well, then we have definitely. Picked up a problem on Wikipedia. I mean, what? That's so surprising. I remember like being distinctly upset that Bertie Carvel did not win when it I, well, I, no, the thing was about Bertie Carvel with the Broadway production, he wasn't meant to do it. Christopher Sieber was meant to open mm, the mm. Matilda production on Broadway, but he uh, had a problem with his knee. Yeah, and he dropped So then Bertie Carvel came back in. And a great story about Bertie Carvel, back to fun facts. Um, they couldn't cast Trunchbull. For the longest time, they couldn't do it, um, and there was actually apparently discussion. They were like, "Are we just going to have to make Tim do it because he mean, can sing it because he wrote it?" And they were like, "Is that the only option?" Then Bertie Carvel came in, and oh, this is from an interview I watched a very long time ago. But it seemed to be they were what impressed them the most, and what's so fantastic about his performance is he lent so heavily on making Trunchbull feminine, mm. which is you know counter to the idea of what mm. she is. But because yeah. of who she is and the fact that it's already being played by a man yeah. and the hair and makeup and costume. To then have the performance be so decidedly feminine is such a great choice and it works so well and it's why the character is not just a big, deep-voiced, scary, yelling man on the stage. Yeah, well, also, you, don't, you don't want an ogre. No, you don't. You and want it doesn't a, work. Thoughts, uh, feelings, emotions about woman. Beth Malone having just played 
Trunchbull. She's the first female to play Trunchbull um, at the Muni production of Matilda this year. I haven't seen it, but I don't think that's a problem at all. In my dream cast. I think that's right because uh, Will Swenson was originally cast, but uh, scheduling conflicts. Mm. He's busy with Audra. They're, you know, busy being attractive and beautiful. So Beth Malone Malone stepped up to play Trunchbull for the Muni season. I think that's rad. And like, what a, I'm I'm not sure if she is, but what a great role to give to someone who's got a really strong alto range. Yes. Because mm. it would probably be a really great, comfortable, powerful sing for yeah. a woman with that style yeah. of Beth voice. Beth Malone having been... Uh, I don't know Beth Malone. A- Alison in Fun Home. Mm. Big Alison ah, in Fun Home. Right, perfect. Yeah. yeah. No, I have no issue with um, Trunchbull being played by a woman. I think that's fantastic. Again, mm. you just... Maybe they the just world. saw the episode of Sherlock that Bertie Carvel was in and they were like, you know what? Good enough for Sherlock. Really? You just need a good actor. You just like, need a good Well, and it, it's yeah. such a good choice. And now that that has been the choice of how the character is played, it's mm. been really well established and I think it works. A I good think... actor with a very big voice. And um, yes. Hayden T now playing Trunchbull on the West End. Mm. Mm. Nice. Amazing uh, makeup artist and makeup designer. He did the uh, the Hayes Theatre production of Heathers. He just did all the makeup design for that. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And in his off time of not playing Trunchbull, which is possibly one of the hardest male, male roles in musical theatre, he, like, does up all of the cast of Matilda. Amazing. With, like, rad makeup. That's what a boss. I feel like I do need to say, though, Billy Porter, well done. On <laughs> I'm just personally hurt. <laughs> I yeah, just Billy, Billy Porter deserved it. It was a, it was a good a great performance. Role. I'm just not yeah. big on Kinky Boots. I no, think it's the a issue. rubbish show. Have you seen the original movie? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, I have. And I've seen this show. And With um, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yes. And um, Old Mate, the Australian guy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, Joel Edgerton. Oh yeah, yes. good old Joel. He's a great actor. He's we're a... we're derailing this show. <laughs> we are. Anyway, is <laughs> there we, anything else we know? Can about we Matilda? ask my favorite question? What's yeah. your favorite song? What's your favorite song? Oh, okay. I've got a, a little intro. It's mixed fun fact into favorite song. Not my favorite song, okay. but when I grow up, yeah. they were like, "There's no point in the show. You can't. This song isn't in the show." When he wrote it, he was like, "I think it was the first song Minchin wrote for the show." And he was like, "Here it is." And they're like, "Where does that go in the story?" And he was like, uh, yeah, "Details." <laughs> Let me write isn't it good? And they were like, "Look, it's very good, Tim, but where do we put it?" And so and they use it to frame the beginning of the second act. And it's mm-hmm. funny because Minchin does a similar thing with Groundhog Day, with um being Nancy. Which is where this side character, who's a bit of the butt of a joke, comes on and, and that explains, opens act two, doesn't? Yeah. It? yeah, and so does um when I grow up, and it's this wonderful sort of precedent he set with the two shows that he've done, which are both brilliant. I won't hear anything about about Groundhog Day from I'm any of you. Not gonna um, say anything. I bloody about love Groundhog yeah, it's Day, great show. and I'm, I think I think um, we're all Groundhog Day fans. Good, good, because <laughs> Amer- anyway, um, but yeah, when I grow up is amazing, and yeah. I think how they've used it is very clever because it doesn't really fit the narrative of the show. It's a part of the show where they take a pause and go here's the theme of the show for a song yeah. and then they continue with the story and I think that's fantastic yeah. but favourite song that is tricky I I struggle to get it down to one uh, yeah I have two because I keep bouncing because so some songs are just so different in yeah. some are like great musically and lyrically mm. and some are great like thematically and where they fit in the show. Yeah. Um, I think school songs possibly one of the most cleverest pieces yeah. of writing. School yeah. song, school song yeah. is one of them. messed me up the first time I heard it because <laughs> when it comes around the second time and halfway through the second time you go, it's oh, it's wait, the bloody wait, alphabet. Oh, no, it's so clever. Oh, no. Annoyingly again, erudite. Yeah. But then again, like, I mean, I have really, really strong feelings about my house personally just for what that song means to me. But, I mean, Honey as a character 
is easy to just like not that I'm saying that the lady in the movie was you know one-sided or one oh, level or something yeah. like that it's it's I so easy that with that character to just be like very sweet and very nice but then exploring that trauma of Miss Honey because yeah you're exactly right Patrick in saying like the one person that Matilda can relate to in this story is a person that's also gone through hideous trauma mm-hmm. as a child and I think how my house captures that moment of empowerment of honey being like you know what like I might not have a lot but what I have is mine Mm. yeah and that I think that song is absolutely heartbreaking the melody line especially at the end when um the mother and the father come in and then Matilda singing as well it's just I was to be honest I I, I'm a bit sleep deprived today I'm a bit manic as usual um so I had um my house playing as I was walking home I just started sobbing oh great yeah, good. You're like, I'm feeling fragile. Let's play this. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> generally what we that. do. Yeah. Um, I, the school song is one of my favourites purely because That's I right. think it puts mention up in the same league as people like Sondheim and It Schwartz really and does. Yeah. It's, it's very so clever. clever. It's clever. It's um, fast. It's funny. And then it's like, but also like, yeah, school sucks. And it establishes <laughs> like, the tone. Yeah. yeah. It's mm. so good. Great um, song. But it def- yeah, it definitely sets sets up like the the theme of Crunchum Hall yeah. and like that you you feel tense listening to it. Mm. Yeah, and I get go- like even just thinking about it, I get goosebumps thinking about it. I just it's so not what I expected out of Matilda the musical. And what I love of what happens in school song as well is they use the adult child cast really yes. cleverly where you see the they little kids the books they out. introduce the um, adult actors and they're the big scary older kids yeah. who are also scary. Yeah. And it's not not just his school is scary, no. the other kids are scary. they're so yeah. much bigger. And they're smarter than you and yeah. they physically lift the kids up and then yeah. you've got them climbing on all the letters. Oh. It's so good. The it's bloody so letters <laughs> in the set. Stop it. Stop it. Relax. Can't. <laughs> uh, but the other one is naughty for me because Matilda yeah. is uh, my spirit animal and she as a kid she was uh, it's the just character joyful. that I yeah, probably I mean for little girls everywhere. Exactly. Like just like that moment of empowerment that I you really don't feel until think, you're in your twenties. I think people everywhere. People yeah. everywhere. Like, of just that thing of like just because people say you're one thing and tell you that you have to do something doesn't mean you have to do it. And if you want justice for yourself and you wanna go out and bloody step get up it. and do it, then do it because why not? Yeah, revolution. Like, revolution. Exactly. <laughs> and we look. There's a, there, I'm sure there's a show on that. Actually, there's some great podcasts on that. But uh, what I love about Naughty as well is again, it's lyrically so sneaky. Yeah. Some of the rhymes he pulls off and the ideas, he's just like, stop it. Yeah, um, Tim Minchin's definitely showing off in this. Movie. And, and he yeah. deserves to because he's so good. And yeah, rhythm- rhythmically- it's not like who's that? Um, sorry, sorry to interrupt, Jess. Yeah. Uh, the uh, we discussed Jekyll and Hyde. And someone who Wildhorn, Wildhorn, who shows off but doesn't always he shows have, off musically, not lyrics. Doesn't always have lyrics to show it off but with. Tim yeah. Minchin really does both at yeah, the same time. And for someone so teeny tiny and so young to be like really questioning the norm in society and what we are expected, also, I think it, it is very powerful. Can I throw a spanner in the works? Quiet. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. mine. That is trying to explain. I know this isn't what the song is about, but like that feeling of anxiety. Yeah, like I think it that, is what that song is about. <laughs> it, it. Like, I was having like a like a not a sing through of it today, but just like a talk through of the words and like what it like made me do to my body as mm. I was singing it, and then just that 
build up, build up, build up, build up, and then. <sighs> mm. And also having quiet and loud yeah. at the same point, one in act one, one in one act, act two. two. Very clever. Yeah. <clears throat> but and it's, I think what I remember in the theatre in that song was you felt like it, it was like we they were like very pushed. Stuff with the lights. Yeah, it, yeah, lighting, lighting design, who knew? Um, like yeah, apparently it's important apparently in theatre. Like, I don't know, I don't Jesus. know. Jesus. Atmosphere? <laughs> All right. Um, but, like, sucking you in as an audience member, especially with mm. someone that is so, like, little. Like, yeah, they're a so little child. They're little, little babies. Yeah. Oh, and that's what they achieve with Naughty as well. They put her in the centre of a very big stage and she's yeah. the only thing there. And it makes... And the, the song kick. is so big, but she's so small by herself and it's such a really lovely juxtaposition. Um, my favourites... I, look, I love the smell of rebellion just because it's such a... It's the build-up point of the show and it's so exciting. But I think my favourite is probably tied between Quiet for every single reason that Just Kate Ryan gave and The Hammer. Mm. Oh, I think The Hammer is the one I, I, I No, see, Jesus. I struggle to find a better character interaction in a show than The Hammer for, the, for establishing who Miss Trunch, Trunchbull is and the fact that she defies your expectation because everyone knows who, Mrs., who Miss Trunchbull is. Yeah. And she comes on. And she's very quiet and sweet. And it's a very civil discussion. And that's what it is. And and it builds the tension. It does when you watch it. And she's got all the televisions. Oh, you know, so um, yeah, I love The Hammer and Quiet, but there's not a song in this show that I skip at all. I am... Bruce is also amazing. I'm a little disturbed that no one has touched on what is one of my favourite songs of this whole show. Yeah, but you always like the ones that nobody else likes. No, is this th- is the anthem, Revolting Children. Yeah, I mean, Revolting oh, Children yeah. is great. It's great. No, but the, this, <laughs> there's no favourites. The, this no, this, I this mean, show is my favourite song. It's definitely like that one, Loud, The Hammer, I loud love as well. But also great. Quiet, Loud and Quiet, I love. It's yeah. so, and I guess Revolting Children versus Miracle too. Oh, yes. Miracle. Can yeah, we talk so about the ten, the 10 minutes of genius that is Miracle? Yeah. Also that doctor, that vocal line, of that doctor just like yeah I was gonna swear but I'm not um the like just reaching over so good it's a miracle yeah. and and such a like well, I listened to this show before I saw it because I'm a big I've always been a big mm-hmm. fan of Tim Minchin and sitting down hitting play getting through the overture and looking down miracle starts my cool look down and was like this is gonna be 10 minutes and I was like bold choice Tim <laughs> like, don't open small don't give the audience a break nah. it's just like no we're opening Easy. it's a 10 minute all the children that co- the choreography and like oh. the, like transitions and underneath the tables with the parents taking like, the photos and everything oh. it's yeah I the, I don't think there is a it's not a bad soundtrack all the music nah. is good. It's, it's bop after bop and after bop what a way to start your like Tim Minchin's done a lot of musical writing, obviously, mm. but to start, you're like, this is the first Tim Minchin's musical. Like, I'm sure he's written things opus. in the past, yeah. but his big piece that he launches, what? Like, who's who starts with a stronger piece? No one. I can't. What was Sondheim's first? Was Gypsy. <laughs> or maybe Sondheim. No, it was West Side <laughs> Story. He was, well, uh, he was a lyricist, he didn't do music. Yeah, Westside was first. Yeah, I think this is better than Gypsy, <laughs> but I know that's a controversial. Ooh, that statement. is controversial. I beg your pardon. No, I think let us a, take a break a while we argue Gypsy. about that. Hold on a second, guys. We'll be right back. Ah. 
other than learning that Patrick doesn't really like gypsy. No, what I do have like we learned? Such no. a <laughs> I like gypsy. It's just not I feel like better than Matilda. Like, well, I feel like this show has a stronger cast of characters okay. than Gypsy's cast of characters. I love the characters more in this and I love every song in this. I don't but I would be very open to someone saying, I like Gypsy more and I'd be like, That's absolutely fine that you You're like allowed gypsy to have more. your opinion. Yeah. Um, but like this show is very special. There's two sides of my me. brain that are just fighting at the moment about <laughs> Matilda versus Gypsy. One's a Patrick shape, <laughs> one's a Jess shape. But what shape. have we learnt specifically from Matilda? What don't don't put up with people putting you down. Just or, don't put up with people. Full well, stop. well, yeah, basically, don't put up with authority for the sake of authority. And that disobedience is extremely valuable. In as a cases. form of rebellion yes. um, and highly topical with mass worldwide protests on a <laughs> multitude of issues happening at the moment. But really, that is the message is like yeah. it, it is morally wrong not to yeah. act up when yeah. acting up needs to, to be done. Up. Yeah. Um, and, in, you know, they do it in the way that they do children. Like they, they put a newt in yeah. the jug and that kind of thing and they embarrass authority and they remove the power from it when it becomes authoritarian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a deeply political book. By oh, Roald Dahl, but then also a deeply political musical, and I think it's probably part of why it's so popular because there is something there for adults, and it's inspiring because yeah. we all feel trodden down by everything mm. always in our entire lives. <laughs> that it's nice to see someone go. Actually, you're you're not allowed to do anything about it, but that doesn't mean that you, should. you shouldn't or that you can't. Yeah. Just because you're not allowed doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stay still. Yeah. I and think there's so political elements in all of his books. Tim like, mentioned knew what he was doing. He knew he's what a very political guy. <laughs> knew what he was doing. For me, I was telling Zane earlier that um, <laughs> I was listening to When I Grow Up this week. Dangerous. And yes. Emotionally um, dangerous. Usually I don't get emotional about it. I'm like, it's a very nice song and I totally get it. And then as I was singing the lyrics and thinking about the lyrics along with the song, I did start crying because mm. I was like, we did have this thing as a kid being like when I'm an adult everything will be better everything will be easier life will be so in like in every way I'll be in charge and know yeah. what I'm doing what what is and then as an adult you realize I don't know yeah. anything well, and what when what when I grow up does which is so clever and so devastating is it realizes that you need to mourn your own existence because it isn't what you thought it was going to be right Never now ever. and that Jesus it, Christ. and it, it does put you into a period of mourning it's a hopeful song because yeah. it reflects the hope of the children but as an adult watching it it is it's a funeral but because you realize that that hasn't happened and that's why <laughs> children leave this show giggling and screaming and, and the, the adults, adults leave go. it crying but i also think as a as someone who does teach young children too, like having oh, do you teach a kid, yeah, naughty words, I, no. Oh. Um, Taekwondo. Does Kaby look like she's Carbon capable of teaching a child a naughty word? I think Kaby would words. write down some filthy words onto paper and just be like, use this at home with your parents. Anyway, <laughs> I choose not to have any scars on my integrity. Thank you very much. That's all right. Um, but as someone who does teach children and realizing what they are looking up to and thinking mm. that you have it all together when half the time I walk into my classes I haven't even prepped the whole thing yet you know like uh, are your employees listening to this oh podcast? they know I tell them that all the time oh good okay um, it's hey, my George, favorite hey, to improvise the improvisation classes it teaches them on the go um, <laughs> but it is that idea of they're so young and they're so innocent and they're so naive that I just want them to 
revel in being a kid and they don't understand that and they never will until they're an adult so it is that thing of ah damn it it's not just mourning the life that you thought you had but it's mourning the life that you I mean decided not to live the old adage of youth is wasted on the young yeah it's like if we could go back and have no responsibilities again like but then you wouldn't what would you do? But, then, but you no also wouldn't be useful if you thought about it like that. <laughs> Correct. I think <laughs> it's looking at the world in this idealistic, uh, optimistic light that you lose. I have become more pessimistic in my old age than I ever imagined Your I would. Old age. <laughs> well, I think, but also what what the show does well and why it isn't as much of a downer as our conversation has just become is because it reminds you that that yeah. idea and that thought process isn't entirely gone. And yeah, you might have forgotten it along the way, but by watching this little girl do it, you're like, ah, oh, I can do it too. I, I can, can get back that. to that and I can pick that back up and I can be messy and naughty and disrupt the things that are really keeping me down because why should I let them? Yeah. Why am I letting them? That's right. Um, and of course- Force your boss to eat a whole mud cake while you watch. I mean- Or arsenic. <laughs> I don't no 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 um ladies and gentlemen please we're going to edit that one out aren't we no definitely no I think I learned that a home is not necessarily a house with the people that are meant to raise you mm. and that a home is can be any it can be a school it can be a book it can be a person who makes you feel safe and makes you feel understood and makes you feel wanted and I think that I learnt from Matilda that just because you're in pain and because you're alone doesn't mean that there's not someone out there looking after you. Yeah. Jess, as someone who's sung the song, I'm just thinking, does my house ever use the word home? No. Because no. I think that's a really strong choice because I feel like the show then transitions to the fact that Miss Honey gets a home when Matilda when finally she, arrives. That's the yeah. thing. When and that the house is enough for now and that that's okay. That's okay. But, but when yeah. she, when her I've and Matilda, yeah, they it's pick each other and very they. Very clever. And I mean, that's more. I've just never thought about the word choice. The fact she never says home. She never says, this no, is she my says home. House. She always says house. Yeah. And then when her Tim. and Matilda. He's, a, he's brilliant. <laughs> and then when her and Matilda pick mm. each other, they made a home. It yeah. becomes the home then. Ah, May oh. I quote Uh-oh. a song from the show? Only if you sing it. No, no. Give me a second. I want to try and guess, and I'll point to KB which one I think is <laughs> the lesson. Okay. Um, Hold on a second. I dum, think dum, it's, dum, dum, are you dum, trying dum, to predict dum, dum, what dum, I'm dum. going to say? Is it going to be that dum, one? Oh, you know what? I think maybe. Or there, that one's more likely. But doesn't translate neatly into it. Go, Zane. We'll I see. I mean, it's very Zane. To quote, yeah. <clears throat> what you know matters less than the volume with which what you don't know is expressed. That was you not the wrong. one I picked. That was <laughs> not the song I picked. Um, loud is a good song. Just saying that, yeah, people who don't know anything will insist that they Do. know a lot very loudly. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we've all experienced that. <laughs> Politically <laughs> for the past several decades in the Western yeah. world. Um, <laughs> yes. Even just in friendship groups. <laughs> wow, some shade being wow. thrown at me. Right. Tell us how you really feel. No, Zane, it's not at you. I just made eye contact with you when I said it's it. It's true. You always <laughs> accuse me of knowing everything. Jacques. Wow. Um. Any other lessons, guys? Yeah, there is a dark wisdom in loud, isn't there? I think it's all right. I mean, that's that's thing. What 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 Tim Minchin does is he doesn't make like so. You have Trunchbull. Trunchbull has her own motivations, and we don't not explore them. They he Mm. makes the the 
bad guy um, ignorance, yes. basically, yeah. instead of whereas Matilda represents education and self improvement mm. and ignorance, and the people who are willfully ignorant uh, are the are the problem that she has to solve in her life. Yeah, and I think that's what Loud is about. It's it's about um, this ignorance being louder than education or wisdom. Yeah. No, or very silence true. with an amazing <laughs> cooter slam y- yes. thrown in there. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and it's a very fun song, which is why it is so uh, insidious. Yeah, it's yeah. and again, I think, and again, that's why I love the hammer because the hammer's fun. Yeah, but it's you're like, oh, this shouldn't be fun. <laughs> What's happening? But yeah, uh, and Telly, Telly reflects the same thing. Yes, it tells the yeah. same story um, in the lessons that it teaches. Well, it's a very Pedagogical musical yes. is the term I'm going to use. Like well, it's set all, in a school. Yeah, <laughs> it's and the thing. Yeah, it's. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, just listen to it. If you haven't listened to Matilda, <laughs> sit down. And I think it's incredibly true to the source material. Yeah, yeah which is so is. all so those nice. are themes that are very much expressed in the book. It's yeah. very British. It's very British. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I think too the littleness of I Matilda think... can be translated into so many different things. Mm. Whether th- you're the bottom of the ladder or whatever. You do have the power. I think, and for foreign listeners, um, I think it's also very Australian in the way that he's chosen to portray Matilda as well. Because I feel like Matilda in the books is still a bit, she's quite polite and the mischief is contained, whereas she becomes a lot more, she's a larrikin and Tim Minchin really puts that on the character in the show. And I really like that. It's just a little bit of that reflavoring, And I think that's a very Australian concept. And I feel bad for using the word larrikin because Tim Minchin was working on a project called Larrikins. I was about to say well, that was a bit of a slip-up. It was a bit of a slip-up because DreamWorks original. hurt Tim and we'll never forgive them. No. We won't. I already haven't. <laughs> well, I mean, there's lots of things we can't forgive DreamWorks for. I've seen... We've seen some of Madagascar. Is there <laughs> anything else we've learned from Matilda? Because if not, we can move on. Let's move on. Benedict Patrick has changed your music. It needed a it needed a bit of (laughs) a little bit of pizzazz, you know. I feel like, look, Benedict, I love your work, but sometimes it's lacking a little bit of sizzle. Um, (laughs) I lived with Benedict for several years. He stole my ice cream once, and I'm not sure you replaced it, Benedict. But he wrote me a very he wrote me a very polite note saying, "I really apologise. I've had a stressful day, but I've stolen your." And it was connoisseur. Nobody writes notes anymore. That Benedict so, does. I know. And he even he's writes them a on gem. a piano. He's very clever. He's God, I'm good at jokes. Um, <laughs> moving on, what's our next segment? Host KB? Top five. <laughs> on a Dreamcast. No, We're Dreamcasting dream this oh. show. I know. Oh, that, it's, it's hard. hard. I, have, I, have, I have an option for Trunchbull. Who's yeah. saying who? Two. I don't know if she can sing it. Uh-oh. But Olivia Coleman. Yes. Oh my God! Yes, I I think it, she yeah, can do no, no yeah. wrong. Having okay. watched her passive aggressive performance in, Flea, in Fleabag, oh yeah, okay. oh yes, that that blah, 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 blah. her being able and and from the, like the very vulnerable and then switch into bitchy Queen Anne in the favorite, yeah. I think that th- Trunchbull is right in the middle of those two. I think she could sing it. She's very good in London Road the movie. Yeah, and, and that's I'm just I've never heard her really, really. Yeah, sing. and that's a weird show to be basing <laughs> someone's chops on. Yeah, but she's very good. I, I like that choice, Zane. That's such an interesting choice. She's on London Road. 
Yes, we did. I we was spoke, really angry. We spoke I was, about I was that furious about that. Oh, actually, I've got something to say. Okay. <laughs> I recently listened to the very good, ladies and gentlemen, the very good episode on um, Hades Town. Yes. And there was a discussion around the table of these these fates, whose side are they on? Sometimes they're on Orpheus and Eurydice's and sometimes they're on Hades' side. Ladies and gentlemen, the fates are on the side of the story. That's their job. They progress the story in the way it will always progress. And that has been bothering me for months. Now, moving back to Matilda. Also, it's pronounced Eurydice. <laughs> I've, yeah, I know. One of those things that I read in high school and have never been able to fix. Mm. Did you call... Hermione Hermione then too? No, no, no. I had a weird one. I thought it was Hermoyne. Because I read the books myself. Like as a a seven or eight-year-old, I struggled through that first book and it taught me how to read. And I thought, Hermoyne. Okay. Because I think my brain swapped the I and the O. O. That makes sense. Um, Anyway, can I check out my ex-boyfriend thought Pigeon was Piggy on? <laughs> Reading James and the Giant Peach, I thought that it was the first time I ever read the word stomach, and I thought it said store march. And I had to read, and I read it out loud in front of the class, and everyone laughed at me. And oh, um, I won't laugh at you. Well, no, those that. people haven't been seen again. <laughs> <laughs> um, who are your two options for Trunchable, Patrick? Me. You obviously. And, well, I want. I, and Zane. I struggled to get past Birdie Carvel. Yeah, people don't talk about it enough. Mm. Um, Olivia Coleman is now a strong runner up <laughs> for me, but Birdie, the performance is insane, and the fact that he's so well defined a character, we do see that in musical theatre where someone's performance defines how the character is played and seen for the rest yeah. of the show, and sometimes that can be a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing in this case. No. I think it would be interesting if the role was played by a female, because I think something different automatically will yeah, happen. Well, you, yeah, you're approaching does. it differently. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, instead of playing uh, a man playing a masculine woman, you've yeah. got a female <laughs> playing a masculine woman. woman. Mm. Yeah. And it will just automatically change people's perception of the role, which I think is really exciting because yeah. it's been a long time. Oh, I would love um, Imelda Staunton as Trunchbull. I would too. She's not a tall lady. No, but I feel like that would be She's interesting. All of, it, yeah. But that would be an interesting choice. Mm. If Matilda it would be a good subversion. I think long enough into the show when people want to see because that character when changed. You're because what? I think she's like 5'2". The, there's nothing wrong with being 5'2". No, two. there's nothing. But like, um, <laughs> But like when you're a kid... Even people that are 5'2", five five, uh, KB is 5'2", I Hi. am 5'4". When you're a kid, we're still tall. tall. Yeah. I was a tall child, so I, I don't have this experience. <laughs> Did you just like come out with like slender man arms and legs? My mother was very upset. Right. <laughs> I, I believe I was... I hit six foot in grade six. Yeah, Whoa. I think I think I was maybe grade five seven. eleven, or I maybe hit six yeah. foot in like the first year that of high school, maybe the second. Terrifying. That's bonkers. Um, Amelda Stone, and I think I feel she's five foot. Very, she's, oh, she's five so foot on the dot. She's one hundred and fifty-two centimeters. She is pint size, but she is bloody mighty. She's so and so also, good. am I? She's it, great in gypsy. At, Oh, don't even get me bloody started. Would she be too umbridgey though in Trunchable? No, no, she's no, good actor. She she's, do it a, she can, she's a goddess. Look, she's doing Downton Abbey the movie, so she can do anything. <laughs> do we have anything for anybody else? Okay, Con- this is hugely controversial and this is someone who I've done several 360s on in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an Australian casting because it is, it is enshrined in Australian law that this person must be cast in Australian musical oh. theatre. 
Rob Mills as Mr. Wormwood. Oh, okay. I actually feel like he'd be okay. I think he'd be great. Yeah, um, I saw him in Puffs in Melbourne and he played Cedric Diggory in Voldemort. Oh. He's quite funny. And he was very good and it turned me around on him as, as a theatre actor. He was also great as Fiero in Wicked because that's his pocket that he sits mm. in. But I think he would do a he very do funny a great Mr. Wormwood. Wormwood. So I'm, Rob... <laughs> I'm extending. Hey, he's staying the baton in of peace. Um, You're he was great. I want to see you in it. We could yeah, go to his. We can go to his hotel. I know where. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask him about Paris. He dated Paris Hilton. I want to ask him about it. She's I amazing. I think he's trying to forget that moment in his I th- life. I think she would be genuinely very interesting as a person and I think it would be great to reflect <laughs> on together over beers. I think that's beers. a big fat lie. Um, no. And we're going to move on. I hear she collects World War II radios. What? Yeah, see? There's sizzle. I would love to see an an adult cast of Matilda. I just haven't figured out who I want to play Matilda. Me. Just Kate Ryan, it's yours. Um, Imelda Staunton. <laughs> Imelda Staunton. Oh, She's got the height. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, it, that's the mean. When you say adult, do you mean like young adult or is it just like age means nothing? Age means nothing. Spelling bee casting. Yeah, spelling okay. bee casting of Matilda. It's tough. It is tough. <gasps> oh, no, no, no. Um, okay, you keep talking and thinking. Um, I, think I just said something. <laughs> Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. But mainly like Bruce Bogtrotter, who like, he, he, does he sing the beginning of Revolting Children? Yes, yes, yes. he does. Yeah. And God, it's good. Isn't it good? That, I want um, Shirley Henderson. Shirley Henderson is as Matilda. Matilda. <gasps> oh, I don't know if she can adorable. sing, but she'd be great. Mainly because I've seen her Shakespeare retold... Um, Taming of the Shrew yeah. as Catherine Manola. Shirley Henderson. Oh, Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle. Yeah. She must yeah, hate right. that she everyone's like, great. oh, yeah, Moaning Myrtle. Or, you know, the best friend in Bridget Jones' diary. Oh, she's what great in Bridget Jones. Can we talk about the supporting cast in Bridget Jones? Those three. <laughs> Not Those this three. <laughs> what about like, Barrett Wilbert Weed? Yeah. For Matilda. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling she- to... Find a Matilda. I think I, I like that it's a tiny little girl. Yeah, it's a ama- it's so visually fantastic. Yeah, but I do find after seeing the show like four times live, humble I brag. am not <laughs> very humble. Brag. Um, I don't always love the way that Matilda is played, and I think because it is a child, it there are some things that happen where it, she just becomes a bland blank canvas of one emotion and that's okay that's so fine because she's got so much to learn and she does so many wonderful things did you write these children letters of criticism (laughs) fantastic performance in this evening show however i I found it a little one note a bit bland (laughs) perhaps consult your acting teacher for new directions which you can take i do not think it is the children's fault i do think it is a directorial choice and it is a thing to like directing four kids at once playing the same Uh, role you kind of have to be it has a blanket it has to be one one blanket track. Um, whereas I think if you brought a, even just a, a teen or a young adult into it, it might have a bit more light and shade to yeah. it. Um, especially in those moments where I think the story you... of the escapologist becomes very, um, I That's don't know, there'd the be one... like more yeah. into it. There'd be more depth in it. Yeah, because that, that refrain of the escapologist is yeah. a bit, yeah. Um, but then do you lose like the rest of the kids? Yes. Oh. Anyway, we could be casting this show for days. I think we will. We're going to stay. We're going to stay. We'll go. Keep going. No, keep the keep. We'll give you guys a break, (laughs) and then magically we'll turn it into top five lists.
I did a lot of work with uh, Mr. Braxton Smith on that performance. Thank you. You, you thank did, you. but Zayn muted your performance. Oh, so no. nobody else. Ladies and gentlemen, know that it was transcendent. It I was. learned my lesson from last time. <laughs> Benedict, we promise it won't always happen. Um, thank you for your wonderful contribution to this podcast. We miss you. Come <laughs> home. Anyway, top five list for Matilda the Musical. I'm going to just put top five book to movie to musicals. Book to movie to musicals? I, d- I think this bypassed movie. Mm. Is this a book to musical? No, as in like the book was turned into a movie and then the, it was turned into a musical. Yeah, but the movie wasn't turned into it. Oh. But the, and then it's about to become a musical movie. Mm. So it's a, like... The, oh, they're the doing a movie? Yeah. They are in talks of doing the movie. I mean, I understand why. It's great. Yeah. And I think it would translate well. Yeah. I want you in town the movie. <laughs> I'm going to say, anyway. Miss Honey, top five purest characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like fair there, enough. there's you would be hard pressed to find a more pure character in the Broadway show. Like Clara right. Light in the Piazza is also on that list. <laughs> Maybe, but she's so bland. Miss Honey's such a full rounded <laughs> yeah. character yeah. and still pure. True. Yeah. Top five musicals set in a school. Oh, that's big. That's I mean, big. no, high school but it's musical. on the list. It's on the list. Wait, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's How a lot many of them. others are Well, right? we've got Xana Dunn. We definitely won't Zana, have Fame. We've got Grace. Fame won't Iconic. be on the list. I think this is better than Grace. High School Musical yeah, won't it be on the list. Better this is than easily be- better than Grace. Grace is see? on the list, though. I'm derailing this again. You've got, again. You've got, got Mean Girls. Girls. You've got Bear. Yeah. You've, you've got uh, Heathers. You, oh, Heathers, Heathers is on, is on that list. Heathers is on the list. Yeah, yeah, this I'm, is above Matilda. Uh, Carrie is oh, No, that's fine, KB. We can have oh, differences this, of opinion. Uh, Matilda beats Carrie. Yes. Matilda definitely beats Carrie. Quite clearly. Um, Matilda's definitely on the list. But, uh, yeah, so it's a big list. But, yeah, I think Matilda's definitely up the top. Yeah. Um, I've got top five villains. Yeah. Four? Who Just top you? five villains. Yes, but who would you? which character would you have on the list? Well, our top five shows with villains, then it's definitely on the list. But I think Trunchbull. Is mm. Trunchbull the villain? No, but I think she's pl- she's portrayed the as the main villain and then the show shows you that the villainy is a bigger idea. But I think top five villain roles even. Yeah, I'll give, I'll pay it. Because I, 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 at first you're like, oh, that's huge. But then you think about it, mm. who's better? Me. <laughs> You'd be very good. I want to see you as Ursula. Oh, you'd be could you the, imagine you'd, the tiz? You'd be eating the scenery. I mean, I would say Javert, <laughs> but Javert's not... A, uh, he's not villain, a villain, apparently. So. No, he's not. Javert is deemed a villain by small-minded people. Oh, I mean, we've got um, who's the who's who's uh, oh heavens, Mister Cladwell? No, um, Mr. Jason Derulo playing in Cats. Oh, he must be on the list. Can we not talk about um, that on here, please? Curious Cat. What's his name? Is it Cavity? Top five <laughs> musicals featuring children. Yeah, uh, top five children cast musicals. Yeah. I think that definitely deserves be on the list yeah I would say top five family shows like shows that are aimed at families for kids to come to as well like you've got things like Mary Poppins on that and that kind of thing but I think this is a real standout as a really strong show aimed at families it's one for like all ages like Mm. as we said there's a lot there's a lot um politically and thematically for adults to take away from it because yes it does leave you feeling depressed and then kids walk out being like I could do anything I could eat chocolate cake I could kick butts and you're like that wasn't the message you'll lose it you'll lose it you little worm (laughs) nostalgia like childhood nostalgia Mm. lessons bambinatum est magitum Mm. Children are maggots, but it's fake Latin. It doesn't actually mean that, but that's one of the lyrics in the show. Love it. 10 out of 10. Uh, Top five heroines. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Like, like really? Because musical theatre, I think, up until a certain point, doesn't have a lot of great heroine roles because often they don't fill that niche of heroine. They've got great 
female roles. No, it's a very well written female oh. role. You don't get a lot of those either. Also, <laughs> I think it would probably be it, top five majority female cast. Top five shows that mm. would uh, pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> yeah, no one talks about the men except for um, Adolfo. Um, he's, oh, uh, he's very supple. He's Italian. He's Italian. <laughs> um, top five, Patrick's top five musicals. Mad- yep. Matilda is on the list of my top five shows of all time. Shows that I love. I, maybe we could argue that there are shows that are technically more impressive, but it's on my top five musicals. Top five musicals to inspire a rebellion. Yeah, it's, I'd feel like it does it better than Les Mis. It definitely does it better than Les Mis. Les Mis, a rebellion's just no, happening. It doesn't the, tell you why. And, then and it also, Les Mis goes it, for like six end. years. Yeah. By the time the show's over, you're like, I'm tired. Yeah, I don't I want to rebel. I'm busy. Yeah, you leave the theatre ready to be naughty. Yeah, and you're in town's like, yeah, rebellion, but also, be careful. You <laughs> um, <laughs> will lose. I know this is like so, ugh, but like top five musicals with great merch. The children are maggots, oh. Mark. Yeah. Holy it's shit. Got good merch. The school bag, yeah. mate. And the um the letter, the, the oh, shirt. Yeah, the shirt. The shirt with the letters. That children are maggots mug. It's great. Malta burning. <laughs> um, I love that mug. The, uh, I reckon Cats is on that list because Cats started musical theatre merch. With the eyes? It was the first show to ever do big musical theatre merch. Mm. Top five sets for me. Yeah. It's simple. It, top, it works well. I would say top That's five it. lighting designs that I've seen Well, And it's hard live. to divorce the lighting from the sets in because, this show. But it, it was just how... Um, uh, who was the lighting designer? I um, think it's over the top minimalism at its finest. Okay. Yeah, it's minimalism. <laughs> I mean, but that is when you describe it, I'm like, that's 100% the way to describe what's happening on that set, KB. Um, top five use of swings. Yeah. And I don't mean the performers. Yes. yes. Um, God, I'm, I'm so You're funny. You're so witty oh, tonight. God, and we know that Zane loves puns. I do. So I do love um, puns. Look at his face. Puns are my, my favourite. Uh, Hugh, Hugh Vanstone yeah, was the lighting so, designer. Um, I would say, yeah, one of the, like, probably some of the most transformative lighting that I've ever seen on stage. And that was at the Lyric. Mm. And that's a, that's a, that's a sucky theatre to yeah. light. Yeah. And that was amazing. Top five table dancing. Yeah. Because we've got it in, it's great. What about in Rent, Miracle, though? but then you've Rent's also got in Revolting Children, oh, them jumping all yeah, over those, like the desks and stuff. And hip hop with great. Um, Top five hardest auditions. Uh, those kids being put through the mill as like I had a few kids that I coached for the Matilda auditions and what they were put through oh my wow. god like you have to be amazing to be in that show yeah. and like basically if you want your kid to be in Matilda get them, get them into dance class like 10 years now. ago yeah um well it's why all of them win all the awards even the helpmans have recognized <laughs> yes. that the children need to be recognized <laughs> this isn't a list but what I love about this show is there's a lot of promo with Tim Minchin because obviously your leads are children. They can't really be thoroughly interviewed in the same way and it's not really fair on them or ethical. Top five um, composers and writers who are in love with their work because yeah. he gets up and talks so honestly about how much he loves this show and all the interviews with him, he's so genuine and he performs the songs with the kids yeah. and you can just tell that he he loves it, in a, not in a, an arrogant way, but he, he's genuinely very proud of the show yeah. and how loved it is and... It's really nice to watch him talk about this show. It's also, also really nice for other Australians to then follow it. Like Beetlejuice with 
um, Eddie Perfect. Eddie Perfect. He did King Kong as well, didn't he? Yeah. Which like, is also yes. on Broadway. And it's like, I think he it's was, also... He was one impact. of the ones that did... Yeah, many there people was, worked yeah. on many, King Kong. Many, many people. Um, the thing that I also... It's not a list, but it's just something that I think is important to talk about with Matilda. Um, how they... Uh, how they handle the child, the children casts. Um, so the kids don't actually come out at stage door across West End mm. when they were on Broadway and when they were here in Australia because they don't want the kids feeling any less important when they leave the show. Yeah. That this is a really special time that you get to be on stage and performing all of this, but the whole celebrity thing is completely taken yeah. out from yeah. it. And I think that is amazing. How they look after those kids is Great, and when I I heard Leslie Margarita talk about that in like her looks not books. Educate me as to who that is. Uh, she played Mrs. Wormwood in the original Broadway cast. Love it, great name. Leslie Margarita. Like I want a drink. I want that drink. You can. Oh no, it's the pizza spelling. Oh, it's the, well, I want the pizza. I want the pizza. When she was explaining, because people were like, why aren't the kids coming out at stage door for us to like get their autographs? It's because children. when they leave the show. They don't want them feeling any less special or very sad. Everyone only going up to Matilda. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that's great. Or for a little four-foot, four-inch girl to be overwhelmed by hundreds of people. Yeah, Yeah, I would be terrified. I'm terrified of people and I'm a foot taller than me. What's um, the fellow who played Dear Evan Hansen wouldn't go to stage draw all the time? Because he was like, sometimes I'm so upset by the end of that show, I can't handle it. And lots of fans got very abusive online to him about this. Ben Platt as Bruce Bogtrotter. That would be great. Oh. Yeah. My, <laughs> you know what? Oh Give him a couple of years to stew, and I'd let him audition for Trunchbull. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let him finish filming "Merrily We Roll Along," yeah. and then we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. in twenty years' time, yeah, 20 you can years think time. about Trunchbull. Thanks. Yeah. Also, Beanie oh. would be a great yeah, ma- Matilda. Um, oh, the actress who is also doing "Merrily We Roll Along," Beanie, Beanie. Feldstein. Beanie Feldstein. No, no, bestie. Oh, is it Beanie? I'm thinking of the other actress who was fantastic, also in um. Booksmart? If you say yeah, Booksmart. Yeah, yeah, that's that Beanie Feldstein. No, I'm talking about the other actress oh, right. in Booksmart. Oh. Kat- Catelyn Dever. Um, she would be a fantastic Wormwood in mm. a couple of years. She is amazing. She's great in Booksmart, but she did this other series that she is absolutely mind-blowing in. And um, she's a fantastic actress, and I think she's going to be like one of those people that did Booksmart. Everyone's like, wow, and then in five years' time, she's going to be in everything. And deservedly Hopefully. so. Hopefully. Where's Booksmart, the podcast? Because I'll be on it. Patrick, <laughs> make it a thing and I'll host it. I don't have time, it. Zane. I just well, want a guest. <laughs> you know how many podcasts I have, Patrick? Over 40. Oh, well, I mean, shelve <laughs> some of them. They can't be all that uh, fine. Benedict Bra- Braxton Smith, I need you to start Book Smart the Pod. Pod Smart. <laughs> okay. So let's, uh, let's, uh, let's take a break bookcast. while we figure out the name for the next big podcast. <laughs> Timo Supremo, you have heard all there is to hear for now. I'm sure we can do another episode on Matilda. I've just got um, a couple more things I'd like. No, no. <laughs> when the movie comes out, we might do an episode yeah, on the movie. That would be fun. Um, look, we have. Um, That's do a can <laughs> of worms. That's a <laughs> can <laughs> of worms. But okay. we do have multiple podcasts on the That's Not Canon network, and one of them is Murder in the Land of Oz. Um, anybody here involved in no, that no, one? No, no, I don't think there anyone is. I, you know, I, I hear it's not even. It's literally fifty percent of the table. I, yeah. 
<laughs> I don't think Patrick or KB have listened to Mitlu, have you? I've listened to an episode of Mitlu. I don't find myself drawn to true crime. The show is great, but I find it deeply unsettling as a topic and it makes me upset to and listen to. And is it too to. scary for KB? No, I have... It's not scary. At, at the moment, I... <laughs> I have 25 episodes of Case File left to listen to until I'm up to date. And that has been my personal wow. mission to complete that before I start any other podcast. But ladies and gentlemen, is I think Mitlu, we have to say, is like the shining sun of That's Not Canon. It's a very we strong the, show. We are the leading podcast on the network. Humble brag. It's true. Humble it's brag. True. One of the flagships. There's a reason why people love it. So if you're looking for a bit of true crime, if you're into that, and I hear it's somewhat of a popular genre, apparently. Um, <laughs> and apparently the somewhat. host, it's, especially it's, it's, Jessica. No, oh, actually I had to share this all with you. Um, my lovely friend Lauren McKenna, who's in Puffs in Brisbane at the moment. I think it'll be closed by the time this episode comes out. Um, Congratulations we have a on new, the fantastic run, Lauren. Uh, what a bloody stunner. Friend of the show. We have a new nickname for me. Oh. It's Jessica Catterin. Because of how my Instagram name, because my name is Jessica K. Oh. Ryan. So her fiance was calling me Jessica Catterin. That's funny. So we're taking that on board. Um, but I've heard Jessica Catterin on Murder in the Land of Oz is bloody stunning. Also, Ellen Rose Sorensen, who is honestly, like, I love obviously coming on uh, Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. But Ellen's work on Mitlu mm. is. 10 out of 10 She's every episode she does there she is so is... much more research done on that podcast yeah we work really really hard and if you do like your true crime and if you like it with a little bit of sugar and spice and a little bit of repartee then come over to Mitlou yeah a bit of it's chemical the Powerpuff Girls of true crime right am I getting sued by Cartoon Network right now <laughs> I don't know Probably. oh god there's someone at the door check your emails <laughs> and uh, when we hit 10,000 subscribers we are going to be rebranding we have a new Murder in the Land of Oz image I thought you were changing your name no no we are changing the image we are we have an artist on board that's going to be uh, redesigned designing our logo and well, we're going to be doing our new merch. And that artist doesn't get paid unless you get more subscribers. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't want us to rob an artist, if you don't want us, if you want to see someone get paid for their work, I mean, you're going to have to do it. Jess, where do we find Murder in the Land uh, of Oz? You can find it on any good uh, podcast uh, podcatcher. Any so, good podcatcher. Uh, so I can, can just open up my phone and find it Apple, like Apple iTunes, yeah. Spotify, yeah. My, any RSS feed. I don't know, can you? Yes. Yeah. Any podcatcher of my choice. <laughs> Literally any podcatcher. I can use the podcatcher of my choice to listen to Murder in the Land of Oz. Yeah. Amazing. Um, the only people that we don't want listening to uh, Murder in the Land of Oz is, is bin men. So if you're a bin man, no. Or serial oh, I'm killers. Leaving. I'm, I'm leaving. Thank you so much. Thank um, it's you been so really much nice. I'm not welcome here anymore. If you would like to uh, find out more about musicals, taught me everything I know, and also, Mitlu, you can go to www.thatsnotcanon.com.au. How many N? Are there in that in canon? I find that very confusing. Uh, two N's. So C A N O N. Yes. That's not canon. Yes. So it's www dot. Yes. That's not canon. With two N's. One N. Dot com. Dot a. Fantastic. It's that easy, ladies and gentlemen. If I look, <laughs> if, if I understood it now, can you it. can understand it's it, sure it. and you probably just Google it. Probably. Okay. Probably I reckon it's could. on Google. It's definitely on Google. Fantastic. If you would like to contact us in any way, you could go to Facebook with the tag at Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know or on Instagram and Twitter at Musicals Teach Me. If we get to 1,000 patrons on Patreon, Zane is dancing the Necronomicon from Evil Dead the Musical in a morph suit dressed <laughs> as a cat that we will film and Is share. that actually a thing? Yes. Apparently. That's it exciting. Is. I like that. Um, or it if is. you want to email, who's who's running the emails now? Is it uh, still? I would 
like an email. I'll just tell you how to get onto Patreon first. You've oh, got to go to patreon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. And for less than one American dollar a month or whatever you want to like do to, to you want to donate to us, you, you can will give get us as ex- much money as you want. Exclusive content. What kind of content? There's an episode about cats on there. Is this the kind of content that I just can't get as a regular listener? Yes. Wow. Top five lists. So it's exclusive just for me. Just for you. For as little as one US dollar a week. A, a month. month. A month. It's nothing. Oh, my God. Right? Oh, my God. I, I, I need how this has turned into an information. <laughs> I, I want to ask you. Yes, If I wanted me. to uh, yeah. send you an email to ask more questions about this fantastic offer, where would I send it? You could go to musicalstaughtmepodcast.gmail.com and you would get a reply from probably me. Musicals taught me. Podcast yeah. at gmail.com. At it's as gmail. easy as that. Exactly. I love emails. So I have to go to gmail.com and type in no, Musicals Taught Me Podcast? No, you can go to your email. Oh, I go to my email. Yeah, and type in Musicals Taught Me Podcast at gmail.com in the two lines. That's yeah. amazing. That's going to be so easy. I'm sending my email right now. You're really Thank not because you. I can see you. I'm going to mute someone's <laughs> microphone Guys. at any minute. Um, this is the end of a very strange episode on Matilda the Musical. It's Thank a strong episode. You, it's a Thank strong you. and wrong. No, just wrong. <laughs> Look, you get what you get and you don't get upset is what I learned on Hit 105 this week. So! <laughs> you get what you get and you don't get upset. I don't want to That's talk about Hit 105. Ladies mood. and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. I'm Patrick Aiken. He's Zane. She's Jess. She's KB. This has been your listening pleasure. Thank you very much. Bye! Bye! should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your Castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best and Zainzi Weber. Each week we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not, but hey, you're clever, you know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or any podcatcher of your choice. That's not kind of productions podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.